irreverent, entertaining, cool. You're listening to LA Talk Radio. You're listening to Raising the Vibration with Sheena Metal only on LA Talk Radio. It's Raising the Vibration right here on LA Talk Radio, and I am your host, Sheena Metal. On the show, we always are interviewing wonderful people who are continually asking the question, what can I do to make the world a better place? And of course, you want to follow us and join the movement of peace, love, kindness, and unity. It's called I Am Raising the Vibration of the Nation and the World. We're at IamRaisingTheVibration.com. And because this is a new show, this is only our seventh broadcast, uh, I always want to have people on my new shows at the beginning that uh, are friends that I love and that represent all the things in my life that that I'm very proud to represent uh, as well. And um, this guest is certainly no exception. He's not only, honestly, one of the most talented people that I know, one of my oldest friends uh, coming up on 27 years of friendship, but uh, he also is one of the kindest people that I know. And uh, one of the most socially no, aware. No, no, no. And I no, just no. love him. Now everybody's going to know. What? The, yeah, I know. He's kind, people. Uh, He's darling. No. Uh, and my first radio co-host ever. The yes. first person who, who uh, sat across from me the first night that I ever did radio in my life. Uh-huh. Uh, the wonderful Robbie Rist is here. Hello, my friend. Hello. It's Thank great you for to having have me. You. Honey, I love having you. And, uh, well, <laughs> let me refer. I, I love having you I on the what? show. And also, uh, uh, I just had the honor of interviewing you for Physique Magazine and yeah. <laughs> getting to even know more about you than I knew, yeah. and I thought I knew everything you know about what, you. You know what I, I can't get over? <laughs> like, the words, Robbie Wrist and Fashion Magazine. It kills me. Well, just, as if your head what? hasn't already blown off from shock, maybe it's time to tell you that next month's issue is me on the cover. That's so that's even awesome. no, that's probably even a little more shocking than thinking of yourself. That's going to be awesome. So uh, I'm just kind of going with the... You know, I just... I kind of have entered this place in this last year and a half, which I think has been crazy in the world, crazy in our country, crazy in my life specifically, and uh, where I just say yes to things and I just kind of follow my soul around and just do what feels good. And I just don't worry about it anymore because mm-hmm. there, the, I've stopped asking why. Why am I going to be in Physique Magazine? Who cares? The answer is yes. Yeah. Oh, sure. Of you, course. You know, the answer is um, just yes. The, the idea is to, uh, to take a path. If it turns out to be the wrong path, you can always go to another one. But right. You're not stuck just, on the path forever. Just say yeah. And then off you go. Yeah. And uh, let's say you even travel that path a little while and you learn things on the path that you're like, wait a minute, I can make my own now. And then that happens. So, yeah, it's all about uh, unless it's unless it's bomb and embassy, usually the answer is going to be yes. I'm not really up for that. Yeah, yeah, as long as it's not anything that's hurting anyone else. Oh, that's a good one. And sure. now I've even learned it's not one that's hurting me. It took me a while to learn that one. Right. Then then I'm absolutely in, and I've just kind of stopped. I don't know about you, but when I was an artist and I was young, I was always trying to make my career into what I thought it should be. And at some point, I just surrendered to the universe and the idea that now it's, it's really not what I think it's going to be. It's really what it's meant to be. Yeah, sure. And once I relaxed into that, one, I became a much happier person. Two, I worked a lot more. Mm-hmm. And three, I had this kind of balance I never could have before. I was always trying to throw myself against the closed door, right. thinking if I just did it long enough, it would open. Yeah, and mostly, I'm, it was just exhausting. I have, I have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> 
<laughs> I, I always laugh because Robbie and I are two days apart, so uh, there are some things about us that yeah, are very yeah. similar. No, no, totally. No, no. I'm like, this is the look. The only way that your thing is going to be worth anything is is if you suffer for it. And not really true. You know, the thing is, no. uh, you know, I say all of the time, you know, I, I mean, music's one of the things I do, but the, the operative word when you're going to make it is that you play music. Yeah. So the, the, the idea is to, to achieve this childlike state every time. Yeah. Uh, and uh, why did I start? Don't you think th- that that is even a message as just a human on the earth? Do things that still make you giggle with you know, reckless yeah, that's, that, abandonment. That's the thing is that you just uh, let it let it happen. <laughs> just, you know where, where I live. I live on a pool, uh-huh. and I live in a townhome complex, and I live right on the pool. And there's something about the sound that kids make when they're in a pool. Like they're oh, sure. so excited just to be in the pool uh-huh. that they're kind of they kind of screech and squeal with joy. Sure, there's nothing well, like the sound of kids. There are in a things pool. that we're uh, that we're taught not to do. Uh, you know, uh, there's a there's a point in our lives where where you know pa- parents will say something like, "Haven't you had your imaginary friend for long enough?" And uh, so, and what that does is it sort of shuts a thing down. Yeah. And then uh, you know you, you kind of you don't use your imagination as much, you know. You, uh, that's sort of like you know no more daydreaming. Daydreaming bad. Yeah. You know. Uh, Except when you're an artist. Is it is this yeah. an appropriate time since it's President's Day to tell you that my imaginary friend was Abraham Lincoln? Really? Isn't that interesting? And I mean, I'm talking Wait, like so. Your imaginary friend was was an actual person, wh- yeah. whether he was alive or dead. By the mm. by the time I was, you know, alive, I don't know, a two years old, I was obsessed with him, and I literally begged my mother to take me everywhere in the country he had ever been, and because she was the bomb, she did it. <laughs> and uh, I had these. Um, uh, he was my imaginary friend, and he would come and tell me that he was very sad about things that the Civil War had made him sad. You know, other kids have like a clown that goes crazy and pokes the dog with a pencil. And mine just talked about depression. I mean, how Irish is that? Oh, that. <laughs> just talked, my imaginary friend talked to me about his own depression. And then decades later, discovered he did wrestle with depression. And I'm like, just like my imaginary friend, Abraham Lincoln. He just came to tell me he was sad and he thought the Civil War was sad. Yeah. Well, uh, I, I, mean, agree, I, th- I agree with him. I, I agree with him, too. <laughs> Every time that people go, oh, revolution, revolution in our country, I think, no, remember what Abe said. It's just sad. Yeah, we don't yeah. want that because it's just going to be sad. Yeah. And, it, and whenever you say it, make sure you preface it with, Abraham Lincoln told me. Yeah, when I was two. When I was two, yeah. Abraham Lincoln, yeah. People go, God, I didn't know you were that old. You look great. Yeah. <laughs> Yes. For 150, you're looking fantastic. <laughs> yeah, isn't that isn't that a strange thing that that you know people talk about like oh when I was a kid you know but now I'm this and I, I think that that organically we are pretty much who we were as children. Yeah, a certain amount of hardwiring. Yeah, is established by your you know. Like, yeah, I don't think it's anything that your parents can do to you. Although I do think that affects oh, who no, you no, are. So, some things are just hardwired in. It's just, yeah, I mean, just you were going to be that way. I was always a little overly serious and worried about people's emotions and mm-hmm. very aware of what was sad and what wasn't. I mean, just that's not anything that happened. I to me was just sad. 
Oh, okay. Yeah, I was the most melancholy little bastard. Oh, oh my gosh. Were you? Tons of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you still kind of are a little bit. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I care. Yeah, there's always a little Velschmerz. You know, <laughs> do, do you think there. it's because, I think that as Aries, and now I'm going to get woo woo on you, so I'm sure you're loving that, <laughs> um, that, you know, we're kind of the Zodiac babies, so we, we sort of learn by doing. And I think that we, I don't know about you, but no matter how bad things get, I wake up in the morning and I'm like, okay, I'm ready to give this day a try. By 10 o'clock, I might want to kill the day. Yeah. But I'm willing to reset and be hopeful about it. No mm-hmm. matter how many times my heart gets broken and I say I'm never going to do that again, then somebody pops up and I'm like, oh, okay, oh, I'm going to do that again. And so I think that we have such high expectations for happiness. Like we, we really want everything to be okay. That a lot of yeah. times we're just really sad when it's not. Uh, and I well, think that's a lot of our melancholy. What is it? Inside every... Inside every cynic is a crushed idealist. Yeah, it's true. You know, there there are those of us out there who that that are, are sensitive to, I don't know, sensitive to other human beings. Yeah. Uh, yeah so if I hear about you know a kid uh, held at the airport and can't see his mom for four hours, you know, I'm I'm all of a sudden that kid yeah. there going, God, that's got to be terrifying. And uh, but apparently there are other people that go, yeah, maybe it's terrifying. Yeah, uh, I guess. Yeah, I feel this. You know, my like, friend. Like, um, it's like, are you alive inside? I feel the same way. On one of my there? one of my best friends uh, at forty decided to give up the entertainment business and become a nurse because she had had health problems and she had seen how nurses had really helped her life. It was so when she was in nursing school and she was doing her rotations at the end. I said to her, like, she's like, oh, I did children's oncology today. And I'm like, how in the world do you do children's oncology? Or, oh, yeah, today I was in the burn unit. And I'm like, how? And she said, oh, you know, it's not really that bad. And I thought, you know, that that's why you're, that's why you're wired to become a healthcare professional. Because you can walk in and not fall apart when a child is dying. I, I, would, oh, I would lose it every day. I, uh, a friend of mine is a, so- a social worker for kids. And uh, in the time that I've known her, we've had discussions just like, how do you not take that job home with you? Yeah. How do you not wake up every day going, oh, my God, my entire species is the embodiment of evil? Yes. Oh, my God. You know, I mean, you know, because at least, you know, it has to enter your mind at some point where you want to look the person in the eye and go, she's two. Yeah. Yeah. Ugh. You know? Yeah. Uh, uh, th- yeah. How do you not take that? Because I would just, uh, you know, I'd be in the middle of the street just randomly shooting people, knowing that I, I was going to hit a bad person it sooner would or later. be <laughs> very hard for yeah. me as well. But other people have that. And that's that, positivity. And that is positivity. <laughs> and that is how to raise your vibration. I'm going to tell you no. But my Scorpio <laughs> mother would have told you that some people deserve to die. So she would have been all about it. Uh, you know, there are, um, I think that there are, people have a filter that for some reason we don't have. And it's probably what makes us very empathic artists. Sure. But it's hard to, like, sometimes live well, inside art, of us. Art people, uh, you know, art in general, your your job is to let go. Yeah. That's that's what you do professionally. And drop the any, walls and the filters. Any, yeah, any sort of artist, you just have to just let go. If you're going to be Superman, you're going to be let go. You're, you're now Superman. So uh, that's your uh, – not not everybody's called upon to do that in their everyday, you know, in their everyday job. 
Yeah. Where, you know, well, and also our job is to see uh, someone's human experience and become it as actors. Or, well, right, or write about yeah, it as writers. And, and you, so you have to be sensitive to stuff. Yeah, you have to you be have able to... to you have to see how people live. You have to, you know... I, I Sometimes I, I, I think that's kind of why entertainment in general tends to kind of lean left because everybody is involved at a very intimate level. Yeah. And there just can't be any bullshit. Yeah, you know? I agree. So, so like, I don't know. And it's, you know, I don't know, name whatever, every kind of person. If you look at a Fairly Brothers movie where, you know, they're hiring people that have, you know, just physical issues. And uh, so, but that day on the set, all of those people had to sort of interact and you know yeah. so so you you are you have to, and then as you as an art person you you know you're supposed to be open so the, whoever this person is you're you know you're kind of going to let them in even if it's at work let them in but uh so it makes you more sensitive to stuff I agree well and, and I also think that that just the nat just the organic experience of playing another person um as an actor, you're different for every role you've played. A little bit of you changes as you play someone. Just for the knowledge yeah, and the experience sure, sure, sure. of learning about somebody else's journey. And the same thing, you know, every time you play in a band with people, you are different for having worked that intimacy, yeah, intimately sure. with those people. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. we are constantly changing. We don't have the kind of life that's, you know, go to work, come home, and your experiences happen when you're at home. Like our experiences happen in our work. Our yeah, work changes us. So I think mm-hmm. a lot of people, they go to work, they punch a clock, their work is a way to make money, they come home and be with their family and friends, and that's the experiences that change them. Right. Sure. But we get it every day at work, too. So mm-hmm. we're constantly you know, learning about life-altering things and having to play those people or write about those situations and yeah. then becoming different. I mean, yeah. even if it's something that's just co- silly comedy, it's oh, no, still course, something that, that well, is I, different. I, I think with every every piece of art that you have to memorize uh it, it you know it has to become a little bit of a party you know i mean there's there's songs i learned when i was seven on guitar yeah. and they still resonate you yeah. know that uh so uh, yeah i derailed my train of thought this yeah. is, i can play so both here. sides now and stairway to heaven that's that's <laughs> i can only play the songs i learned when i was seven i can't and, and the things you remember, right? Like, I think I know the lyrics to every song yeah, from the 70s. Yeah, that's kind of what I was getting at. Yeah. I and, mean... And, but the, and because of it, and your relationship with it at the time... Sure. It's still... You know, it's still... I mean, we're, you know, we're, duh. We're the sum total of our experiences. So, uh, you know, uh, you know, to quote Pink Floyd, it was all just bricks in the wall. Uh, everything... Uh, it's like every movie. If you saw a movie at 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 a certain age, as opposed to another age, it would mean something completely different to you, because uh, I, I, how do I explain it? Not only because you're a little older, but other things. It's too yeah, big. Yeah, because it's, it's entering it's entering your My life. Hurts. I can't at do a different it. time in your life. I I, no, it makes it. complete sense. Okay. Oh, yeah. That was like ow. That was like giving birth. Well, it's sort of like with. I didn't a, with, know I was going to get this heavy. I'm telling here, you, you know? that's all I do is heavy. Like, oh, Did you miss the part about Abraham Lincoln gosh, and the sadness? I, I was two. Uh, it's <laughs> social workers could have taken me out of the home. Yeah. <laughs> she thinks she's talking to Abraham Lincoln. My mom would have said, yeah. "Well, she probably is," and that yeah. would have been the end of that. 
<laughs> but but it's true. It's like with people, right? Like sometimes you look back at people that you were friends with and you think, would that friendship or that love relationship have happened had I met them at a different time in yeah, my oh, life? Oh, sure. Like sure. had I met them when I was 40 and not 20, would I have done that? Yeah, yeah. I, yeah there's a similar thing. The person I'm currently dating, we, we uh, got, you know, we met. 10 years ago okay and had been in contact but the thing is at any other time it probably would have would not have been such a terrific idea it there there uh, I, I don't know if i believe in you know in a, in a ticking clock of fate that oh. you know or you know that things are more ripe at another time but uh it's, uh, uh, you know, th- th- there has to be some sort of math behind it. Yeah, I do. I do believe in fate. I, be- I believe yeah. in destiny, and I do believe in fate. And I also believe in in the fact that sometimes, because, you know, I probably am way more woo-woo than you, but sometimes I believe that you're... I think really woo-woo. What? I am being, tonight, You're being I very being woo-woo. super okay, woo-woo. Okay, then follow me here. I think right. sometimes your soul knows another person's soul from wherever or whenever that is not here on the earth. Mm-hmm. But that doesn't necessarily mean that you are meant to be friends with or date that person in this incarnation. Mm-hmm. Just because someone is familiar to you doesn't mean they're the person, a person that you're supposed to connect to. Sure. Just like you can have a family member that's around because they're your family, mm-hmm. they necessarily aren't supposed to be your friend. Well, the uh, I, I have a friend who uh, a few years back uh, we'd get together at Astro in in Silver Lake, and you know, oh just God, the get, Astro, get, sure. get all crazy. And anyway, he came up with this idea he called True North. His belief is that inside every human being is a compass, and part of our earthly duty, part of our job, is to recognize where the compass is pointing us. And listen to it. Oh, I love because, that. Because the compass is happening completely under our conscious radar. It's basically our body going, dumbass, over here. And and we have to get, you know, to master the, the art of listening to it. Because, and then I think you'll... I so agree with that. I, and the, Yeah, and then I think you'll make better choices. I, I completely agree. And it's interesting because I, like, as being somebody who... And I had a really interesting experience when I was interviewing you because, again, you learn from every artistic thing you do. Sure. When, when I did the, the print article on you, you told, said a very interesting thing to me that I've probably now quoted to all of my best friends, <laughs> that, um, that when you were a kid... The more that you got so many things, you were naturally so good at things, you got so, you booked so many jobs, that when you came across one that you didn't book, that it made you work harder to book the next one. <laughs> and I immediately, it clicked in my head, and I said to you, you know, I'm the same way, but yeah. maybe what made us great in work did not make us great with people. Because maybe when that inner voice is trying to tell you, this person should not be in your life or should be in your life for two weeks. And you're going, no, no, no. I'm going to make this work. Yeah. It's going to be my person for 10 years. Yeah. You're not listening to your inner voice. It right. is saying, That's wasn't the, the that compass. lovely? Now keep walking. That's the compass. And I, I've sort of had to come around to that mm-hmm. in my life. And I'm still learning those lessons about people that I wasn't meant to be well, to be friends with or be dating. And, and there's nothing wrong with it being wrong. It doesn't mean anybody failed. Uh-huh. It no, just no. means sometimes you're there for a week and you keep walking. Uh-huh. And, yeah. that's, and it's accepting, accepting differences and not thinking it's defeat. 
Ah, well, everything not I being mean, a challenge, yeah, not being an you overachiever you in your personal life. You can get all heady about it and say that you know that for uh, in Chinese, the word for opportunity and the word for crisis are the same thing. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's, uh, that makes now that's heady. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you very much. But uh, so y- you could all. Uh, that's also a part of this is the mistakey ones. You know, yes. the things where you and trip over your tail. And I and you agree. you go, fuck, no, That's oops. all right. I'll get another raise in the vibration show. <laughs> no, it's, it's, yeah, you're, you're, I, I completely agree, because that's what makes you stronger. Because, uh-huh. you know, I, I apologize, because, you know, our, our, my, I, I have a podcast called The Spoon. Yeah. And, you know, our thing just, it, whatever. We am, just, I, am I dirty enough on The Spoon? We're swearing okay. it up. The and, first time know. I was on your, your podcast, The Spoon, I felt like I was too reserved. Oh well, you're going to be back. So okay. Well, the second time I not. was more mellow. Sure. So I need to have a third time soon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just uh, you know, let loose. Um, yeah. Our job I, is to let go. I, I love that. It's actually. It, I look at it as just a, an hour long improv exercise, where hopefully somebody makes somebody else laugh along the way. That's all that it's about. And uh, yeah, so you know, let fly. I say. I love that. <laughs> so how, 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 oh, here comes a big one. How spiritual are you? Because huh. I think of you as being a, an intellectual, and I certainly think of you as being somebody who's not uh, maybe a fan of, of secular religion uh, oh, uh, yeah. for you. I, I, it's a weird hodgepodge of stuff because some of the, some of the, I think some of the philosophies got it right, just, just not in the right way. So like... I, uh, you know, we were talking about, uh, you know, uh, people connecting, you know, uh, I, I believe that the entire universe is a big energy transfer experiment. And, and, and it's, it's things like, you know, when you touch this table, you take a little bit of the table with you and you leave a little bit of yourself behind. So the whole thing's kind of, uh, kind of, kind of liquidy. So there's this energy transfer thing going on all of the time. And, Every once in a while, you know, there's a there's like a like a soup. There's like it's the soup theory. Um, there's a, a an energy soup out there in the universe, and every once in a while, it coalesces into a human being. And you know, you kind of go through your life through this, and then when you die, you kind of join the soup again, and sure. it's just a whole bunch of that. Which would you know, if it's just soup, that means there's an infinite amount of Whatever word you want to use, souls. Yeah, uh, you know what I mean. And maybe every time there's a past life regression, th- or a, you know, you get a little de- weird deja vu thing. Um, could be just a piece of somebody else's soup got kind of you know it was too big a chunk. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. And you got somebody else's soup in with yours, and yeah. you, you know you're like, oh my gosh, uh, you know I was a, a Civil War soldier. You know. Well, but but what if part of becoming part of the soup is. That you, uh, you know, in order to be, in order to be part of the soup, in order to be one of the chefs that make the soup, uh-huh. you you have well, to kind of keep coming back to this learning ground and well, trying yeah. different things to grow mm-hmm. and looking at everything yeah. as growth. So that's basically so it's basically heaven, except it's not that specific. The soup. Yeah. Okay. The soup is basically the heaven. soup kitchen. It's where you're the soup. It's, it's where everybody goes. I agree. I like to call then, it home. And then they come down here for yeah. a little while, and for, I, for whatever reason that is. And then when the meat sack 
you know, calls it a day. Right. The, all that energy. You go home. Because the in, in physics, en- energy is never created nor destroyed. It just changes form. So we are energy. So that implies to me that where does it go? Well, it's got to go somewhere. Absolutely. So it's, uh, th- yeah, there's got to be like a soup of this stuff. Well, and I think that what, for me, what we call God or the universe is that sort of force of collective souls and minds that are kind of uh, have maybe evolved to the point where they don't need to come back to the earth anymore. They've become like that really expensive soup, like the Progresso (laughs) gold soup, and they're kind of helping us to to become that kind of soup. They're a bisque now. No, no. There's a little bit of... Uh, you know, defending your life. Do you know this? Albert Absolutely, I love it. Yeah, sure. there, there's a little bit of that in my philosophy as well. And in mine, I just, I just think that when the meat sack calls it a day, yeah, I just refuse to believe that the energy that is contained therein maintains the meat sackiness. I'll tell you a really interesting story about and, and meat sackiness and meat sackiness. It's a hashtag, yeah, hashtag meat, meat sackiness. Look it up. It's in Webster's people. Um, it's. Uh, I'll tell you a really interesting story about the night that my mother died. Because um, I always thought that there would be a time. I mean, you've known me forever. You know how close we were. That that I wouldn't be able to live on the earth without her, and that if I could, I would go a little crazy for like twenty years and mm-hmm. grow my fingernails really long like Howard Hughes and live in a tree house. Um, and it was just one of those things. That sounds kind of cool, actually. Yeah, well, right. and not to me, but, <laughs> but, but to others, yes. So um, as she was passing, so they had, they had, I had put her in palliative care. They had, um, they had given her the twilight sleep, the drug that gives you the, the propothal or the one that Michael Jackson died from. They had given her that, which puts you so that she didn't really, it was conscious of what was going on. They had given her morphine, but they had not yet brought the drip. And basically, they bring the morphine drip, and then they would have turned her breathing machine off and uh, because she was on a machine that was helping her breathe, not a respirator, but uh, helping, and it wasn't working anymore. So she was laying there, and I was holding her hand, and I, I, she slipped into that sleep, and the nurse checked her and said, you know, she's in the twilight sleep, so nothing will hurt her now. And then she was, you know, still on the machine. They hadn't reduced her oxygen yet, and she was just breathing kind of shallow. And all of a sudden, I felt this this feeling. And the only thing I can describe it as is that the feeling when you when you untie an ice skate and you're kind of unlacing it, and the ice the, the laces are coming from both directions. I sort of felt her unlacing our connection. And at first, it kind of terrified me. I thought, mm-hmm. "What's going on?" And then I thought, "You know what? She's she's letting me go." Mm-hmm. And yeah, I yeah. believe that the reason that I wasn't when she died—I mean, I'm horrified and mortified, and I miss her every day—but the reason that I wasn't emotionally a wreck is that most people die without unlacing that connection for their loved ones. So you still feel tied to someone that no longer can be here. Yeah. That, that people don't let each other go when somebody has to go live mm-hmm. in the soup kitchen. Well, our, <laughs> our, uh, you know, our culture is, is, has really weird relationships with you know death and yeah. how all that stuff you know there's a lot of fear involved and uh, you know Benjamin Franklin said we don't know what death is so why should we be scared of it yeah exactly right. so you know we're gonna find out one way or another so and there's all kinds of cultures that are that are sort of like hey it's the big sleep yeah you did it man you did it 80 years kick ass you know or whatever they did. right <laughs> 
Yeah. It's not exactly like that, by yeah. the way. Yeah. It's, no one actually says kick ass because yeah. you're dead and claps. <laughs> one, one person is clapping, but it's just because they're drunk or confused. <laughs> Well, but what, but what if, you know, but, but no matter whether you believe there's an afterlife or not, I mean, congratulations for making the journey. Oh, yeah, I mean, totally. it doesn't necessarily, I mean, if it turns out that everyone is wrong and there really is nothing after this, mm-hmm. well, then there's nothing. And not, if you had a good run, you had a good run. But and also nothing seems impossible. It does to again, me, too. Energy is never created or, or destroyed. It just changes form. Right. So it has to go somewhere. So... I just don't think it's 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 meat sacky. You know what I mean? We're, I, we're not, I agree. We don't maintain the shape that we did when we were here. Yeah. And uh, you know, and there's sort of like a you know, it's probably pretty cool because it's like every person ever rubbing up against each other. I I I agree. <laughs> I think it's lovely, and I um I. It was interesting because you know I didn't really have any relatives, so I've never been through this before. I, I don't like the idea of a, of a of a guy on the other side. Like, how do you get that job? Well, and you I know? don't. It doesn't make any sense that there's an angry old man that hates everyone, yeah, and he's yeah, sitting yeah. on a cloud with yeah. a bunch of small children with harps. Yeah, and then well, that he human, decides yeah. whether you get in or you burn in hell. To me, that seems like such a human ideology that there's an yeah. angry guy that's telling you sure. you don't belong well, you know it was pagans for a long time before right. uh you know the judeo-christian then it was just the goddess happened. and she said bring me a goat <laughs> and let it for me so <laughs> but and a virgin was, i mean they you know they sort of built a built a religion over uh, around the seasons yeah. You know, ma- you know, making sure smart. things grow and stuff like that. Yeah. Sorry about that. That's okay. Uh-huh. What the what the heck kind of chintzy guest am I? That's disappointing. <laughs> and My you're God. a musician. I should have had this You thing don't know on, the phone makes noise? I should have had this thing on. What if we were in expensive sessions somewhere? That is, you know, and we were paying I, hundreds of dollars per hour and in the middle of laying down the vocal tracks. I would I I'd say sorry. <laughs> I can't believe that you're that you're talking about spirituality with me, and it pretty much aligns with mine. Considering um, I always thought I was so much more off the woo woo end than you, but there's a lot of woo woo inside you. Oh yeah, sure. I mean, you know, I, uh, as an actor, like when I was younger, especially when there were places that you went to audition, I'd be driving around all day. So. You know, you're in traffic sometimes for hours at a time, and you know you think about this. Stuff. Absolutely, yeah, I think about I mean, it when I'm at home. That's how philosophy works. Yeah, philosophy works. That uh, you know, you, you got to sit around and think about things. I, I agree, absolutely. Well, and, and also I think that that if you think about energy and the energy and everything, and, and being artists. Uh, you know, when you play in a band together or when you're in a play with someone or when you're doing a scene with somebody in front of the camera, I mean, you can literally feel their energy and your energy combining. I mean, sure. live performance is an amazing exercise and not just the energies of who's on stage, but the audience's energy coming up and um, how it's a different show every night depending on who's in the audience. Uh, um, a, a friend of mine did a lot of comedy uh, and uh, he had a, a you know they had a duo act, and uh, he told me that that they would do like two shows a night, and eight p.m. slaughtered them. Same show, ten p.m. crickets. Yeah. The next day, 
the other way. So yeah, yeah it's just uh, that's one of it's the, the things about doing it. Yeah, I, I think even to the point where. Um, that's why when the connection is made, it feels really good. Absolutely. I think that when you're when you're in a restaurant, the food, which you know has the exact same recipe, will taste differently depending on who cooked it. Sure. I mean, you talk about sure. touching a table and giving it your yeah, energy yeah, and yeah. taking its energy. Sure. Something like food, which is a kind of art of a different kind. I agree. I mean, I absolutely. Mean, under the best of circumstances. Again, our culture, not so good with that. Yeah. You know, Europe, th- those people, you know, they eat for the right reasons. And uh, and it's it's part of a it's almost part of a nah, ceremony is too big a word, but it just seems in Europe it's sort of like hey you know what we're having lunch everybody just you know there's no phone calls during it and it's about right lunch and food and talking to people and it's a whole other thing than it is it's like oh crap I got to be back in twenty minutes <laughs> I know back in I know yeah. well what about in some Japanese cultures where they they have restaurants where they stand. And they suck oh, down yeah, their amazing. noodle bowl yeah. Oh, yeah. while they're standing at these high tables. I mean, sure. talk about the ultimate, I'm in, I'm out. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Well, uh, it, there's other, you know, we're not the fastest. <laughs> no, know? no. But we, we definitely are uh, uh, very driven towards goals. And I can't, yeah. I can't criticize that because I certainly have been very driven towards goals my entire life. Yeah. I mean, I'm not exactly somebody who's like, I just like to go to the park during yeah. the day and, you know, cross my legs and chant. I mean, <laughs> I'm too, people are like, do you want to come over and chant? I'm like, well, I'll chant, but I don't know, like, yeah. that I can sit still for that long. Yeah, it's, uh, you know, those, uh, well, the whole concept of a of a meditative state for me, that's just yeah. When is that going to happen? Never going to happen. Yeah, Come me either. On. No, I, I'm exactly the same. You way. want me to feel at peace with myself? Is that what you're telling me? I'm like, oh I can, my lord! Uh, look, I can be at peace. I'm at peace with myself for the most part, but I can't sit still for ten minutes and just uh-huh. think. Oh no! Because my brain will a, think of four hundred things. That's a, that's so what like, I mean. You it's, just it's sit a, and you clear your mind, and I'm like, <laughs> for real? Yeah, it's a bench clearing brawl up there. Yeah, yeah. No, the more I sit still, <laughs> the more things like songs come into my head and ideas for things. Yeah. And I just don't. I don't really have. It's too late to close the hatch. Oh, I yeah, just yeah, don't yeah. think it closes. Yeah, now, oh yeah, no, now from here on in, <laughs> baby, you are eccentric. That hatch is open. <laughs> I just don't think it closes, and you it's are, you know, so so yeah. being somebody who's very um, empathic and who's very intuitive and and who feels a lot of things going on around you, how has the last couple of years in our country treated you? Because huh? it's kind of been a crotch puncher. <laughs> <laughs> well, the. the just how do I explain a certain strata of the of our culture yeah changed they some like all every like it seemed a, a, a large percentage of, of, of or a small percentage of the country their entire attitude changed with the uh, the possibility of, of, of this happening and uh uh, so I found that really weird. I still do. Now, are you talking about on both sides of the spectrum? Uh, or just people who are happy with the outcome? Yeah, uh, mostly people that are happy with the outcome. Okay, so I notice, and this is a, a very, just what I feel, that 
there it almost like and I think there were, I've seen a lot of it on both sides of the spectrum that that inside of some people there was like a, a bully sleeper cell and for whatever reason our current president's campaign unlocked that bully sleeper cell and first it got unlocked for people that supported him and then after the election it got unlocked for people that were disappointed and it's like it just became this i can do and say anything that i want because Mm. i feel like it and no matter how many times i've tried to tell my friends on the left uh, you know, let's not be like what you don't like in the other side. Let's be different. My, let's uh, let's be positive. Yeah, my uh, um, the I'm all for it, but uh, you know, th- there were so many things said over the last year and a half uh, among all kinds of people that that have have it sort of left me with. Uh, well, a bit of my faith in human nature shaken. And and me me too, and I will say because I've never lived in another country, I've only lived here, certainly the couple of days after were uh, jarring and had, had very much... Uh, punched a hole in my faith in Americans, and <laughs> yeah. I thought, where where am I living, and who am I living with? Oh, yeah. That people were like, hey, you know what? We'll we'll elect somebody who's never held an office as long as he's acting like the biggest bully. Mm-hmm. That's what we love. Yeah. And yeah. then to immediately see in that forty eight hour period after the results were announced, to see uh, people that that oftentimes vote just like I do coming in and going, oh, well, you think that's nasty. I'll show you what nasty really is, mm-hmm. and I'll be the meanest person I could be. And I'm like, okay, now we've all lost our damn minds. <laughs> right. So well, I, I do think something has gotten unleashed in people. That's what happened. Well, um, you know, uh, I, don't, I don't even like really talking about it, but we, in our time uh, of 200 plus years, we've only had one civil war. Uh-huh. And and I don't want it. I, I God, please, no, 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 I feel no, the no. Same way. But the circumstances under which such a thing could happen, I believe these are how the seeds are planted. I agree. You know, it's interesting because I have a blog that's going to come out next month called Vibration Nation that is kind of accompanies I Am Raising the Vibration. Mm-hmm. And um, the first one is called um, uh, Can't We All Just Get Along? And it's it's really about it starts out with me talking about what I told you earlier about how as an early as young as I could read and I could read at three, I was reading the encyclopedia and studying Lincoln and the Civil War and all the things my imaginary friend told me to do. <laughs> and uh, one of the things that that resonated with me about the Civil War was how sad he was to be the president during the Civil War because he was basically a man of peace and he yeah, never yeah. wanted to go to war but he didn't know what else to do and the whole idea that people were dying made him so depressed. So for me, I associate the Civil War with a tremendous sadness. Mm-hmm. Sadness on both ends, right? Yeah, brother killing course, brother and terrible. cousin killing cousin. No, no, and that's awful. Unhappiness all around. Pe- right. Newlyweds husbands not coming home. Oh, yeah, yeah. So the fact that there are people out there screaming that what we need is a Civil War, we need revolution are obviously people that have spent a lot of time playing video games and not reading a history book (laughs) and don't really know what a revolution is because a revolution a real revolution fought with 
sticks and stones and not with Facebook. Very messy. It's very, very ugly. And so I don't think that that's what we want. No, 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 no. But I do think that um, maybe some steps have been put in place spiritually to kind of test us Mm -hmm. and make sure that we're not going to do that. And that's one of the reasons that, that this is where I am with the peace movement now and not protesting in the streets, although I completely support anyone's right to a peaceful protest. Mm -hmm. But I think that there have to be some of us trying to de-escalate the violence and the divisiveness. And that doesn't mean you have to love the president. It doesn't mean you have to be happy about the election. You know, I thought about this, that there have to be people who only care about this stuff only so much that they can go, you know what? This is stupid. Those two start talking to each other. And then perhaps because they have friends, then that sort of happens. And then they start... I think that's the only way that I can see this happening. Because there's so much vitriol on both sides. Yes. And and it's, it's really like everybody's stance is really aggressive. Yeah. Everybody's, you know, they've got their chest out. And I understand it's someone you'll never meet. So, you know, it's mostly just words on a computer screen. And uh, but there's very much chest puffy going on. Yeah. And, uh, and, and well, and I think in some ways people in their lives in their own lives, nothing to do with sociopolitical yeah. anything that feel like they've never been heard. This is their chance to be heard. Like, I'm angry and no one's listened to me in my life, so you're going to listen to me when I complain about this election. And and they and then you know and then there are other people who maybe have never felt like they mattered, uh-huh. and now they're like thumbing their nose like my candidate won, so let me flip you the bird. And there's just this this whole kind of people that feel like uh, for whatever reason their their human needs have not been met emotionally, mm-hmm. and so they're out there mm-hmm. thinking, well, now you know you know why I'm so unhappy. It's because of those guys. Well, yeah, well there there was a certain in that way that I felt pe- people changed. It was a certain sort of it. It happened by 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 by, by force of will. Uh, I don't know. It, it it not. I don't know. That's not really force of will. But like mass hypnosis. Or yeah. Yeah. <laughs> something. No. It's 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 scary Where, to because me. Because yeah. here's the thing. On a positive note, if a candidate said something about another race of people in my universe not only does he not get to run anymore but he doesn't get to go anywhere near politics again we don't need that sort of thing right and apparently that was a positive yeah to someone yeah that was a positive well and the same this, goes with this, he's giving it he's sticking it to the media thing yeah uh, oh, yeah I'm like, uh, but you know what's very interesting about about this, and and it's not like, it's like being treated like pro wrestling. If you're a group of people and all you're doing is complaining that every other candidate and president tried to take your free speech away, and this is the one that's going to protect it, the first thing that this person wants to do is shut the media down. Well, isn't the media where free speech starts? So there's a certain kind of a hypocrisy that's going on, not just on the right, but also on the left with a lot of people, that's like people only care about their own backyard. 
mm-hmm. you know. So when it happened, right, right, right. A, a lot of people, a lot of my friends on the left, and, and I've been a lifelong Democrat. I have uh, of a lifelong Democrat. I have never voted for a Republican. Uh, my mother voted for Nixon once and regretted it um, <laughs> back when he ran against Kennedy. And I know she lost her Irish card for that. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> Um, so I've never voted for anybody but but a but a Democrat in any in any level of of of, of, of elected office. Uh, but I will say that um, th- there just was there was a, the first thing I noticed the first day after Facebook was my gay friends were saying what about gays and my and my African American friends were saying what about blacks and my Muslim friends were saying what about us and I thought does anybody care about anyone who's not their community. Do we care about what's going on outside of our own backyard? Sure. Or are we only concerned with protecting us? And if we're only concerned with protecting us, then we're no better than somebody who's saying, ship them all out. Because as Americans, we should be protecting everybody. Not just, what about me? What about me? What about my concerns? It's still narcissistic mm-hmm. whether you put a D or, or, or an R behind your name. There's a level of narcissism. Sure. And I think even with those who supported him, there was a, well, now he's going to take care of my agenda. Right, you know, right, I, right. I, hate, I hate the Muslims, and he's going to get rid of them. I, I yeah. hate the gay marriage, and he's going to get rid of that. I hate the abortion. He's going to get rid of that. And yeah. I want more church, and he's going to bring. But nobody's just <laughs> concerned about the well-being of the country. Everybody's only concerned about what fits their specific needs um i uh, i get you know we gotta yeah. evolve beyond that yeah you know, i mean i'd like to have it sort of get to a point where i'm not going what but there is no basement in that pizza restaurant i know <laughs> i know but there is none i know and and uh, uh milo yiannopoulos i think today showed uh you know, on a positive note, uh, I, I think he showed uh, uh, some real fiscally conservative thinking because he's, you know, full on pedophile and he didn't need a basement. There was no pizza. Wow. He, didn't need no a, pizza he didn't need involved. a jet and a secret island. Fiscally conservative. Oh. So that's, you know, that's yeah. uh, what you're. There was no, uh, there was no party yeah. with. Yeah. And really, this isn't all conservative people. The problem no. is, is that the, the 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 dopiest of them are the loudest. Yes, and and it's not just people. It's, again, uh, it's it's politics being treated like pro wrestling, and and ignorance does not have an R or a D behind it. No. I had a conversation a couple of days ago with a liberal friend of mine. I'm making finger quotes. Can you hear them whooshing through the air? <laughs> saying, "Well, you know, it's the Democrats' fault for running a felon." And I'm like, um, hello? There's no proof of that? There's no, there's no, but I read it on the internet. It's like, you know the things I read on the internet? I saw the Pope and on the bottom he was wearing a woman's bikini. I saw that meme. Is that happening? Does the Pope often go out with Pope costume on the top and polka dot bikini on the bottom? Like, you can find anything on the internet. Uh You can find stories where Captain Kirk and Spock had sex. Sheena, do you have that? I, I'll send it to you. Thank you. I, I actually have. I actually have read the fan, the sexy fan fiction with Kirk oh, and Spock. Oh, uh, it's uh, it's an amazing. You, uh, uh, there's yeah. and it and it and they and it was it was it was penetrated. I believe. I believe there there there's monkeys fan fiction. Oh, are there really? Oh my god! For the monkeys or for I, monkeys? No, the monkeys. Really, the with each other? Band. I guess uh, I haven't. Yeah, I haven't. When I first saw the film Trekkies, which I love, <laughs> uh-huh. and they were talking about slash fiction, and this is maybe like you know two thousand. I thought that's not a thing, and I typed it into Yahoo, and sure enough, this story popped up, and I'm like, what? Is? And I'm, oh my goodness! And, oh. and there they went. It was it, very Greco-Roman. It's. <laughs> 
It was wow. It yeah. w- wow. It's a whole other world. That it, but goes but on out you know we, we're humans. You can find anything on. Okay, the but internet. also that's uh, you know uh, well I think one of the things that that the internet brought out was exactly how tribal our species is. Yeah. We like our little crowd of people, and if and you can be part of a large crowd of people. Uh, you know, but but th- there's littler ones in there also, and as long as everybody's in that little circle, everything's fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's a little scary uh, how how people are are very interested in just, and it's not even about their tribe; it's it's them. It all comes yeah. back to me. Uh, are my well, needs being but taken are, care are, of? Isn't that what we're looking for in our tribe, ourselves? When, when I'm part of the gay community and I, the, oh, my sole worries about our current president is, well, what about gay people? What about gay marriage? I'm not really saying what about gay people. I'm really saying what about me? Sure. And and that's, you, you know, know well, it's yeah, tribe of one. But, 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 no, well, but you're also gay people. Right. So, yeah, you know, you're definitely part of the tribe. Yeah. You know, even if you're sort of, you know, there's the, the kind of outsider, you know, sunglasses, arms folded, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> Are you talking about me specifically? Cigarette. I don't know. Yeah, I kind of am, aren't I? Yeah. I, yeah. Yeah. You look like one of the pink ladies or something. Yeah, like I, yeah exactly. <laughs> yes, it's true. I'm an oppositionally defiant member. Actually, I'm not. I'm a very dedicated and loving member of the community. Just sometimes the community wishes I would go away <laughs> with my funky letters they wish weren't there. That's true. But that's okay. That's, yeah. uh, that's, that's fine. They don't have to like my letters. <laughs> I have, I have, I'm a letterman, but not the I kind mean, that, you know. This, this it's is like a, when you letter in speech. This is like if you're on the radio, good heavens. You want to have, you know, make a plant a flag in yeah, the Yeah, there's not a lot controversial about me. That's just one thing. Yeah. But but I, but I did see a lot of that, and I remember saying to some friends of mine in the gay community, because they've been very outspoken. Uh, but but you know what about the what about Muslim people? Well, who, what about gay people? And I'm like, well, well, here's the thing. I, I get it. I get what about gay people. But right now, gay people aren't being threatened. So what about we come together as humans and we support the group that's being threatened, hoping that if someday it's our group, everybody will support us. How about that? Um, a uh, you know, a culture of fear, I think, has been sold, and I think people are just scared now because they're scared. Yeah, <laughs> it's just like yeah, it's going. Well, on. when you talk about the Civil War, what about I mean, the time leading I mean, up to the to the Holocaust? Yeah, I mean, I know. you know, how many people? Turned their backs, went. Oh no, no, no! I'm not. I'm not Jewish. I mean, My I, name's Smith. I'm hearing, you know, really. I'm hearing some really sad stories. I don't know. I, don't know. I mean, we'll it's see just what happens. I mean, it's, I mean, I'm not England, saying that the- England doesn't want him to come there. Oh, there are massive protests in front of Parliament on the hour that they were going to vote for it or something. Really? Yeah. Wow. So, but she came England here. Doesn't want the it. English Prime Minister, who, by the way, yeah. people is a woman. Their second. <laughs> Uh, she came here, so um, I guess yeah. she was okay to come I here. I know America, the cutting edge. Yeah, no, I mean you know, yeah, America, the cutting edge. We had a black president, and then it went 1950. Yeah, I mean America. This it, oh, is I'm how, sorry. No, it went 1942 because I think I th- that's I thought when it the went Nazis 1850. Yeah. This is how uh, this is how we're cutting edge. We here in this country, we have manufactured the most expensive movie about cars that are robots. <laughs> that's it. That's what we are cutting edge with that. We have done the most sequels. 
<laughs> to a Star Wars book. I mean, that's that's how we're cutting edge. We're not really yeah, cutting yeah. edge like uh, in free thinking and look, we've got a woman for a president. Yeah, we yeah. more cutting edge and like you well, know, we're, you know, I think we've kind of become like the world's big box store. Yeah, we're like you know, we're like Target. We kind of are, you know, for and not, in some not, ways not that's as a, not as a thing. I mean, as a you know, yeah, and they're sort of like, oh, I'll buy your stuff. In some ways, that's kind of cool. And we've got and that's this stuff fun. that we. I mean, everything goes in sort of a weird circle because you know we buy this stuff from other countries and then we sort of repackage it and you know fix it up a bit, I guess, and then send it back out there. Sometimes to those same countries. Yeah, that's hilarious. Yeah, that is that is kind of interesting, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's a it's a yeah that's it's interesting. So so how have you kind of personally dealt with this time? Oh, I bitch about it all the time okay. and uh, and you've been you've been very vocal on Facebook yeah we, are you as vocal now as you were before the election or do you think yeah yeah seeing, yeah no, okay. I'm, I'm still I, if it's well the crazy thing is is that it's always something but you know a something comes up and I'm like well you know this is what I'm t- basically my, my Facebook page is me going this is what I'm talking about yeah that's, it's sort of, you know, me throwing my hands up and kind of being grumpy and, you know, look at this. I said, this is what I meant. I remember, and then there's four of them because that's what's happened in the meantime. I know. Madness. I remember when, right afterwards when you went off Facebook for a while. Yeah, no, the, the, the level of, the, I called it back then the level of stupid. And they, it, it, it still baffles me that... Look, it's it's one thing to kind of go, hey, you know, the okay, guys in, let's go to work here. But there's still this weird fa- fandom, fanaticism. Yeah, there so is this sort of like, you know, he's he's the only president that I've ever really wanted to have. I know. Uh, what? How, when did? The, oh, okay. Yeah, there, there is. So that's you, huh? That, that's... There, yeah, yeah. And I and I, I kind of felt when you were gone. I remember a couple of your fans from some things you were involved in as a child were like, "What's the matter with Robbie? He's gone." I mean, yeah. it was it was very Legend of Billie Jean. <laughs> and then uh, I went, and you were gone. And yeah, I, but not a single person came up with some weird myth or anything. But I felt like um, at the end of the Lorax. <laughs> when the Lorax just walks away, uh-huh. when it turns out that a thneed was something that everyone needed, yeah. <laughs> and all the trees were cut down, and he just he didn't he just stopped fighting and he just walked away, and I'm like, oh god, Robbie's walked away. Yeah. <laughs> he's, he's the Lorax. <laughs> but I think I mean my thing is I don't I don't fight with them. I just keep putting up positive things, uh-huh. and I let them put all their nasty underneath, yeah, yeah. and I let them send me their nasty emails, and then I thank them for their email and tell them, isn't that what makes America beautiful, <laughs> that we can all send an email like that, and then I tell them to have a lovely day. Yeah. Uh, you know. We all fight in different ways. Uh, uh, yeah. No doubt. And you, and that's incredibly healthy. <laughs> I think you're doing it way better. I will say that you are easily, that, that makes you a way better person than me, not that I'm trying to make any sort of real distinction there but that is beautifully human and I will say maybe someday maybe I don't even know so much maybe not though big maybe maybe not spiritual calling as much as it's that I've realized that there is a kind of person that feeds on discord and divisiveness and anger and emotion and if you don't give it to them 
then where do they have to go from there? Right. No, that's the... Uh, that's the wrong I mean, are they going to send me something and say, have a nice day, have a nice day. Well, F you, you have a nice day. And I'll say, okay, thank you. I mean, what are they going to do from there? Uh-huh. Whereas no, if you fight with them, then they're like, yeah, see? All those liberals, yeah, well, yeah, they're, they're all mean. But, uh, you know, it's, an, it's engaging in a way, I suppose. Yeah, I mean, it's, it is. I think it's probably a lot, of, lot more fun than I'm having. <laughs> Just telling people how much I love them. And, yeah. Okay, so I, I've Same got a, an interesting one for you because while we're talking about this talking about positive vibration so I try with the I am raising the vibration.com site I try because I write something every day something original and I try to make it not too partisan it's not partisan at all and I try to make it not too so that it leans secularly to one spirituality or another including new age which is sometimes what I fall back on Mm -hmm. I try to keep it in talk about things like love light positivity things that will fit you no matter what your religious affiliation and no matter what your politics Mm -hmm. so I sent an invitation out to somebody and um, who's probably listening to this and um, forgive me for saying that I'm doing this saying you know hey I hope you're he, he had sent me something asking some questions and I answered them and I said hey I hope I hope you'll follow my new movement of peace love kindness and unity and I sent him the link and he uh, sent me back some replies and then he said and as for your movement um, I, I can't join that because I'm a Christian and I said well it's not there's no secularness to it and there's no partisan so you can be anything and still join it and he said no no no, I can't because um, in the Bible God is mean and the only one who's nice is the snake in the tree so when somebody talks of positivity clearly they're evil yeah I had to actually send that to a couple of friends with WTF under it and my best friend sent me back something saying oh I guess that's a thing now I didn't know that that so that's that's the kind of that's, that's where beautiful. someone is coming from. That's beautiful. So if you are talking about love and peace, then you must be a secret snake. Because yeah. in the Bible, the yeah. only nice one was the snake. <laughs> Apparently, this person missed the whole New Testament. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Where, where, Jesus, where was, Jesus was like, just love everybody. Yeah. Apparently, he was a big old snake. <laughs> Apparently, we missed that part. But so I guess it may be in some certain kinds of sects of spirituality, religion, you're taught that God is angry and mean. Yeah. So maybe you think you're acting as God when you act mean. Oh, oh, whoa. So now Mind you've got blown. now you've whoa. got two political candidates and one is talking about love and kindness and the other one is being mean. Therefore the mean one must be God and the nice one must be the snake in the tree. <laughs> oh man there you go you're making my head hurt. now it's time for a break it's raising the vibration right here on la talk radio while robbie recovers we're going to take a quick break and then we're right back Whoa. with you right after this my friends think about it think about Whoa. it you're listening to raising the vibration with sheena metal only on la talk radio As difficult as it is to believe, there are places in Africa where human traffickers sell albino children and their body parts for use in magic rituals. Humanity Healing International is actively working in Uganda to change this paradigm. 
The Albino Rescue Project finds albino children who are at risk and places them in safe schools and environments where they can learn and grow free from fear. To learn more or to sponsor a child, visit HumanityHealing.org. Humanity Healing is where your heart is. Om Times Magazine is one of the leading online content providers of positivity, wellness, and personal empowerment. A philanthropic organization, their net proceeds are funneled to support worldwide charity initiatives via Humanity Healing International. Through their commitment to creating community and providing conscious content, they aspire to uplift humanity on a global scale. Om Times, co-creating a more conscious lifestyle. California legislator sends Bill SB 524 to Governor Brown to protect youth against institutional abuse. This bill would regulate residential programs notorious for abusing, attempting to convert LGBT youth. Let's be the change. Every child deserves to be treated with dignity and humanity. Stand with the Los Angeles LGBT Center and SIA organization against child abuse. Support SB 524. Go to PYIA.org and let your voice be heard. Alcohol-related harm affects us all. Everyone knows someone who's been touched. Alcohol-related harm ranges from lost jobs to serious mental and physical disease, from ruined family life to property damage, from violent crime to homelessness, death, or prison. Go to alcoholjustice.org and sign up for Action Alerts and E-News. Then you'll be ready to add your voice to many others when it's time to call for action that will reduce alcohol-related harm. Hello, this is Larry Russ, former keyboardist and vocalist for Iron Butterfly, and I'm here to tell you about that abuse is an epidemic in our world. Abuse has many forms, spousal and child abuse, sex and human traffic victims, and sexual abuse. Musicians Against Abuse wants to do something about it, and you can help. Contact maabuse.com. That's m-a-a-b-u-s-e.com. Join me and let's do something about it. maabuse.com. Guitar, an amazing instrument. It has developed into an incredible voice in today's music. So many types of guitars, so many styles of playing, all sorts of gear. How does one make their voice be heard as a guitarist? My name is Jeff Floro and welcome to All About Guitar, where we talk tone, we talk technique, we talk gear. Where we discover how we can become better musicians in a world of constantly changing technologies, where we take a good look at everything guitar. And sometimes not exactly guitar, but just as important. So we can be more successful as a musician in today's music scene. So join me 8 p.m. Pacific Time, 11 p.m. Eastern Time at www.latalkradio.com on Channel 1. And let's explore all about guitar. When When Debbie Fragner gave birth to Maddie, she imagined a world of possibilities. 
But when her daughter was diagnosed with cerebral palsy, a neurological condition that impacts a person's ability to move and maintain balance, she had to adjust her expectations. Cerebral palsy affects 1 in 323 children in the U.S. While this diagnosis may limit Maddie's physical abilities, it doesn't limit her ability to dream. Maddie is now 9 and has a dream to dance, which inspired the creation of the Children's Cerebral Palsy Movement, a nonprofit dedicated to the design and funding of innovative therapies that address not only the physical challenges of these children, but their dreams as well. As part of their Community Giving Day program, Whole Foods Market will donate 5% of net day sales to our movement on June 15th at their Tustin location and June 22nd in Newport Beach. Your purchases on these days will help further our cause. For more information, please call 714-746-4085. That's 714-746-4085. Irreverent, entertaining, cool. You're listening to LA Talk Radio. You're listening to Raising the Vibration with Sheena Metal only on LA Talk Radio. It's Raising the Vibration right here at LA Talk Radio. For more info on the show, you can go to latalkradio.com, raisingthevibrationradio.com. You can also go to sheenametal.com and find out more about me and my new movement of peace, love, kindness, and unity, which is why this whole radio show is here. It's called I Am Raising the Vibration of the Nation and the World. And uh, we're at IamRaisingTheVibration.com. One of my oldest and dearest friends, the wonderful Robbie Rist, is here. Mind, and we're just talking about everything. Mind still blown. Still blown? Wow. Yeah? Yeah. It's, it's an, it's, it, all you have to do is reverse the thinking. <laughs> and then you say, oh, that's what's, that's what's happening. Some people, for some people, I mean, because if the world is... Uh, this is what's usually on my spiritual paranormal haunted playground show. But if the world is really a, a mixture of darkness and light, then wouldn't it make sense that for beings filled with light, light is good and dark is bad. But for beings filled with dark, dark is good and light is bad. So, you know, it, it makes it makes total sense when you think about it. I remember because you are you are such a wonderful songwriter, and I still remember this wonderful song that you had. Is it was it the smallest minds are the ones with the guns? Is that yeah, what it was called? Yeah, yeah. And it was it was the first part was about Jesus wanting to come back as a dolphin and then yeah. getting stuck in a net. Yeah, and saying I'm getting sick of dying for everyone else's sins. Yeah, brilliant. <laughs> Thank you. So you're such a you're such a the way that you can get messages across for the world through songwriting oh, is God. so brilliant and pertinent. Thank you. I appreciate that. I don't know. I, don't I mean, that's when we were first meeting. And, uh, I mean, we had yeah. just started hanging out then. Uh-huh. That was the year that you were with um, Wonder with Wonder Boy, and you were with that label in San Francisco. Yeah, yeah, Racer, Racer, Racer yeah, Records, yeah. and yeah. that was the the, the uh-huh. when we did the first radio show together. Yeah, was that year? Oh man. Yeah. Wasn't that fun? We were doing a lot of stuff. There we were doing a lot of on. stuff. You were the house band for my TV show. Yeah, yeah. Then we started the radio show. I talk about those those uh, cable access years. Uh, it was fun. Oh, good Lord, though. You, <laughs> you yeah. are among the most fearless performers I have ever encountered in my life. You just... You know, it was a live show. It was, you know, got, people could call in. And, you know, it's just, you know, stone dudes at home trying to, you know. Right. Piss you off. 
and they would just come on and say the most unbelievable things. And the Wonder Boy guys, we would all look at each other like, oh, shit. Yikes. And, and then you would just boldly take it and completely turn it around. The guy would be like, uh, and you're like, thank you. All right, next. Just unbelievable. But in a way, don't you think? Thank you. Thank you, my friend. In a way, don't you think that's the same thing as as telling haters, have a lovely day, raise your vibration? I mean, it's the same kind of thing, right? Like, don't feed the troll. Yeah. yeah, Just say, okay, Mm -hmm. all right, thank you for your opinion. Except Mm -hmm. then I said a lot of dudes. And I talked a lot about, you know, pubic hair and not yeah. not peace. Yeah, yeah. Peace well, has replaced, you know, it's being middle-aged. Uh-huh. Peace replaces pubic hair. Huh? <laughs> yeah. I, I, it's, I, I'll tell you a funny story that probably doesn't belong on this show, but I'm telling you anyhow. So, um, you know, I had a funky thing with my heart this year. I like to say my heart broke until my heart broke. And um, they've put me on a blood thinner for three months because I had the funky heart thing. So the name of the blood thinner is the same name as a porn star that once kissed me in the parking lot when I was on the Howard Stern station. And I thought to myself, I looked at the box and I went, why does that name sound familiar? And I went, oh my God. And then I thought, that's the difference in being almost 30 and being almost 50. That the same name that was the porn star that kissed you is now your blood thinner. It's beautiful, though. See? You know, doesn't See how it, you age? It shows, yeah, but it, it shows. That's how peace replaces pubes. <laughs> <laughs> you you become older and wiser. Right. And also, you know, I just think that I love being an artist and I will always be an artist, but the more the more I move towards the spiritual and the more I, I do spiritual work in my life, the more I realize that that has really become a higher calling for me. Um I and I can totally see it being that. I mean, that, you know? it's it's uh again, to it to it uh, there are people who can get to a meditative state where they're seeing things yeah they're just and whatever those things they are seeing uh and how they inter- you know interpret them whatever but i'll 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 say right now i will never get there <laughs> there's just no way ever in my life that i could ever nail that you know, I mean, just just to go <sighs> is an effort. <laughs> yeah, I'm the same way, but yet uh, it's very easy for me to immerse myself in everything. It's mm-hmm. a different kind of meditation, I believe. It's, oh. it's why I live in a city, and I love the city going on around me. I don't need to be on a mountaintop with nothing but the sound of crickets yeah, in yeah, order sure. to create or in mm-hmm. order to yeah. feel spiritual. Mm-hmm. I think you can feel spiritual anywhere you are. It starts inside of you. It doesn't start with your external circumstances. Sure, sure. Um, mm-hmm. It's the same thing with, um, I think that as there is a spirituality in sitting quiet and clearing your head, there is also a spirituality in immersing yourself in something like Facebook or... Are, are, you, uh, uh, are you familiar with Wabi Sabi? Wabi-sabi is a Japanese aesthetic. It's like feng shui. Okay. Except where feng shui is about a, a, a wave that goes to the center of your living space and, you know, breaks, you know, whatever does that there. Uh, the, uh, uh, oh, 
I, I lost it. Wabi Sabi. Wabi Sabi. Ah, yeah. Thank you very much. So Wabi Sabi is the fact that the universe that we live in is rough and it has edges, and uh, and so that's how you design everything. Oh, interesting. Yeah, and I, it's, some, it's connected to what we were just talking about. Now, I'm talking about how there's a meditative quality in immersion. And then, well, the, the thing is, immersion is embracing chaos. Yeah. Just, you know. And finding common. It's going to, yeah, right. So people say, like, I don't know how you can be a spiritual person and be on Facebook. I'm like, because I need to be on Facebook in order to make the difference that I'm trying to make. I can't can't hide away and chant to myself, how am I helping people? I'm helping Mm -hmm. people by being out there, participating and putting energy on people's threads and getting involved in what's going on. I'm not... You know, but for some people, they raise the vibration and they grow their spirituality by sitting in a corner and chanting. I'm I'm a people person. I'm an artist. I have sure. to be where it's all happening. Mm-hmm. That's that's how I do it. So it's just different. But I right. think there are some people who are like, well, I, you, you should be at home meditating two hours a day. And it's like, do you know how many people I could make feel better in two hours? <laughs> I mean, a lot. Sure. Who am I making feel better when I just sit and chant? Yeah, yeah, yourself. Just me. Yeah. Yeah, then I probably wouldn't have wound up in the hospital with a broken heart. That's that's why we're uh, we're, we're so good at, you know, uh, I love you, ladies and gentlemen, rather than just I love you. Yeah. You know, just kind of how it goes. Yeah, we are pretty good at that, aren't we? (laughs) I'm much better at I love you, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. There there just seems to be a... uh, Oh, God. How do I put this? I think... That the relation, and I'm working on getting all the areas of my life more balanced. The relationship between artist and audience mm-hmm. is sort of like that blissful relationship in many ways that you have with a, a, a non-human being, like your cat or your dog. It's just kind of a mutual respect and love for you. Have something that works for them. They have something that works for you. Sure. You g- generally appreciate and love each other. And it doesn't need to get so specifically complicated. Sure. But when you go away from I love you, ladies and gentlemen, to I love you, then it becomes, but what about this? And why aren't you this? And why can't you change? And why do you work so well, much? Wait, wait, that, that's, only in a, that's only in the wrong ones. I know. That, Hopefully that's, what so happens, far, that's all I know. I see. Yeah. Well, you know, that's, it's, it's, uh, for some, it is quite a journey. I, and you know, I agree. There are those who, when they're 18, they lock eyes with somebody and they go, that's the one. Aren't they lucky? And they both do it yeah. at the same time. And, and you know, and with, you know, a, a good tailwind and, uh, you know, the stars on their side, they make it all the way across the finish line that way. Yeah. Other people, you know, they meet at 60. Yeah. Yeah. Look at you. I, two things I never thought would happen today on the show. One, I never thought you would go tit for tat with me, woo-woo, into a microphone. And two, I never thought that you would be the one trying to show me hope about love. Oh, yeah. You're, yeah, just, yeah. Like a, you're just like a magic spirit now, it's, aren't yeah, you? Yeah, I am. Boy. I'm just a Pied Piper of... Uh, <laughs> of positivity. Pi, yeah, Pied Piper of positivity. But isn't that nice? Because have you seen arrows people and, around you? I have. That that were were full of hope in their twenties, whereas I think I was more skeptical, cynical on the outside, like you said, crushed, yeah. crushed small, <laughs> big soul on the inside, big heart. Right. But I think as I've gotten older, I've mellowed into more of a place where I can stay in optimism a lot. Whereas I found some people have, by the time that they're in the middle of their life, as we are, they're just they're just a wreck and they hate everything. So right. I'm glad I went in the opposite direction. Sure. Well, and well, 
there's no. It seems like there was no way that your path wasn't going to be unique. Yeah, you know the you you know as a as a person who has sort of a chaotic deal going on with his own entertainment empire. Sure. <laughs> to watch you. Uh, uh, yeah. Yeah. Do my thing. Yeah. Spin in a circle and sometimes move up as I spin. And yeah. Hopefully. Hopefully move forward. The spin in a forward direction as the Tasmanian devil. Oh, God. You know, all yeah. night tonight, I didn't know we were going to get this heady, you know. And so, like, I do a good one, and then I'm right in the middle of building one up, and I go, oh, I lost it. You know, oh, that's okay. It's, it's good. No, you're, you're doing fantastic. Okay. Because you, I mean, you it's really. It's a long time to be on the air. Uh, yeah, I'm but usually only on before. for an hour. Oh, I and I haven't were, been on your show in a long time. You haven't. You need to be on my show more. Okay, because you're amazing. <laughs> you know, I think you're amazing, um, and, and always very insightful, and always sort of a very positive reinforcement in my life. I remember the first night that we did radio. I had never done a radio show before, and we were sitting at Denny's afterwards. And I was sure they were going to call me in the morning and say you're done. And you said no. I think they're going to give you more time. I said no, they're not. And sure enough, the next day they're like, you need some more time. So, you know, you kind of saw that. You have an, you're a very, um, uh, for all of your cynicism, you're very much a positive force in people's lives. Oh, no, lives. I'm such a, come on. I'm, a, I'm the biggest softie in the I know. world. I know. Yeah, I, I just can't show anybody. I mean, good Lord, if I did that, somebody come along, smush it all down. Yeah. To hell with that. Right. No Never show your ass. I'm not showing. That's, that's the most right. spiritual thing I've said in two hours. <laughs> uh, but you are tonight. You're kind of showing, you're kind of showing your belly. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm sorry. I made you do it. I didn't mean to. Uh, uh, but I kind of did mean to because yeah. I, I think it's important because I think a lot of people get stuck in this place in their life where they're like, there's no hope. I'm upset. It's over. I'm done. You know, if I could, if I had a dime for every time I've seen things on Facebook and Twitter talking about we're doomed, the country's doomed, it's all over, it's the end of the world. I mean, you know, I'm sure there are, there are times when many of us have thought things like that in passing, but okay, we're doomed, and then what do we do from there? Like, yeah. it's the end of the world, so we're just going to lay down, and because yeah. we, I mean, where does that where does that get anybody anywhere? Mm-hmm. I mean, I understand well, feeling that because, way, but just because we're on a countdown for it doesn't mean that we can't do everything that we can to stop it. Well, but we're on a countdown for for everything for, 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 for just being dumb. You know, I went to the doctor a couple couple um, months ago, and he told me. Uh, at your next blood test, I think you're going to no longer be diabetic. I've been a type 2 diabetic since 2011. And I said, yeah, but won't I always be pre-diabetic? And he said, you know, I hate that word. He said, technically, both of us are pre-death, right? But we're not sitting around worrying about it. And it's kind of that thing, right? You can look at something positive. And by the way, I did. As of the appointment with him last week, I am officially no longer a diabetic. You can either be, thank you, you can either be, and all it is is you just eat vegetables and fish all day long. It's amazing. Uh, You can either think of a way to be positive or not. And I'm not saying that we haven't been dealt a blow in this country and that there aren't people that are sad and devastated but now almost four months into it to still just be saying it's over we're doomed well, well but well, where I, is i mean i don't see uh, i don't see a lot of that i, I myself I do oh yeah i see a lot of uh you know i'm i'm going to this thing and that's wonderful there's yeah. a lot of that too and that yeah. that is good 
Yeah. Say uh, your piece. Yeah, get out there and get out there and make some noise. Did you see that the thing that's going around on uh, on Facebook where it's like somebody wrote something about the good things that have happened since yeah. the election? And it's everything people are mobilizing. From, right. People yeah. are getting exercise from holding up signs yeah. and walking. The post office is doing great because of all the stamps yeah, they're yeah. selling for letters to the congressman. I mean, can't you got to kind of think of it like that, right? Yeah, that's What's the good that's come out yeah. of it? Well, uh, it's a funny thing about uh, this uh, whole thing is the amount of art that it's generated, like in memes, yeah. and and then there's that little viral thing where they're taking uh, taking him and making him really tiny in pictures. Oh, uh, there's all of these. But just the, the hands are all of him. All of him. Oh, yeah, yeah. There's a there's a, yeah. Then some of them are pretty funny, but they're. Uh, 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 where because I wasn't ready for this. Oh, I think you're doing fantastic. Oh. Uh, yeah, you're right. It's inspiring art and also That's inspiring yeah, yeah, people yeah. to speak. The the few days after <laughs> the election, it's like giving birth. You're doing great. Time. You're doing fantastic. Um, I was amazed at um, the beauty of what people were writing. I thought, God, I didn't yeah. know that I had so many friends that could write so beautifully. A lot Long, of stuff beautiful has come posts, out. full of emotion. Yeah. So if it inspires people to start writing, even sure. if it's just to sort their own brains out. Yeah. Um, this that's is sort beautiful. of the you know since nine eleven I kept waiting for protest songs. I don't think it's protest songs anymore. I think it's things that people write and you know in uh, inspiring. It, it's not coming from music necessarily. Oh, I think you know music what music is um, not the sound of revolution at uh, this point. Uh, my friend Jorg Koring wrote a beautiful thing called "Be the Change." Mm-hmm. I'm actually playing it here on Music Highway that he wrote inspired by the Women's March. Oh, and uh, he's yeah. a musician that I booked for many years as mm-hmm. I was a music promoter for many years. How I met you. And um, uh, 25 You're long years. And I'm thinking about going back. I'm thinking about going back. Yeah. I mean, good. I, I miss mean, that live experience. You, I see a montage of like, you know, you like, you know, putting on jeans and the, you know, like a quick cut of like a belt being done. And you put on a bulletproof vest and, you know, it's all done. <laughs> It's like Arnold Schwarzenegger going you yeah. know, going off for the third act of a movie, and you're just like, yeah. I'm going back in. Yeah. I have a book band. <laughs> <laughs> I can do this. Book the band. Uh, uh, yeah. But but uh, anyway, and then the the lovely girl that was on the uh, Natalie Clark was on the Sheena Metal Experience, my daily show here at LA Talk Radio, just this last hour. Yeah, yeah. And she played a beautiful song called "Weakness" uh-huh. about um, you know about how kind of like her weakness is her strength. Mm-hmm. And you know, I just people really are writing. I think are writing protest songs. I just think they're not so in your face like they used to be. Yeah, yeah. they're not the like there Kent State. They songs. haven't found one that's. The rallying, you know what I mean? Yeah. The, I think the weird thing about this, you know, particular sort of you know lefty movement thing is that it has so many, just like you know, typical lefties, you know, there's so many moving parts to it. So the women's march wasn't just women; it was Latina women, it was yeah, it was black women, it was you know what I mean, and it was men who were just <laughs> and, saying, "Look, we're not was, we're not like that." But, but but the the like within the the agenda there were multi agendas inside it and uh what was i getting at well that's that thing yeah, i was yeah, talking yeah, about yeah, before yeah. the break of people all <sighs> all preaching to their choir yeah well no no but that's the thing that, is, is that it, it it makes it a little confusing to have a song that's that's 
part of the movement yeah. when there's so many little things within the same movement. Yeah. That's that what that but, was. But it would yeah. make me totally happy as somebody who belongs to like eight fringe communities. <laughs> if we all just how about just human rights? How about But that's a slippery what does that mean? Well, what does that mean? It, yeah. Yeah, I mean and th- I'm just playing how about devil's just advocate. More rights for everyone. What does that what does that mean? Does yeah. that mean by giving by giving this person these rights, are you taking something away from this person's rights? So there's that thing, yeah. and uh, then we're back at the... Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah, it's hard. <laughs> You're right, it's hard. But that's that thing I was talking about, where everyone's just screaming to their own backyard. Yeah. And well, mean, what about my rights? Well, what about me? Well, well, what about, you know... You know, maybe something... How about a nice live and let live mentality? Look, sure. you want to get married? It's uh, fine. I don't care who yeah, you are. Yeah, that's where I'm you, at. You want to you end your pregnancy? You know, I'm not going to end mine, but you can that? end yours. Yeah, sure. You know, I, uh-huh. I don't want to marry a man or a woman, so but I'm, <laughs> I've rallied for everyone's marriage equality rights. I don't even want to get married. Uh, are you a minister? No. No? Do you think I should be? I think you should be. Like uh, the, the Universal Life Church? Yeah, yeah, that's what I mean. Like, you know, so you can marry people and, you know, I think to an extent bury people. Okay. Uh, how fun would that be to have Sheena Metal do your work? Right, I'll do it. I'll do it because you I'm said gonna, so. I think I want to do it too. Okay, let's do it together. Yeah. We'll marry people together. Oh. Uh, uh, somebody asked me yesterday, like, why aren't you a therapist? Because you kind of give great advice. And I said, well, because that was the family business that I ran away from. Yeah, sure. And now I'm back. It's like that the thing where the, the, the person's running from the crazed killers and then realizes yeah. they've gone in a circle. It's, it's my own little Blair Witch existence. Sure. Where I realize I have walked in a circle. But, but um, <laughs> uh, I don't mean to be like, but people call and they ask for help. And I say, okay, how about this? And I just throw ideas out. I don't know. I'm not a therapist. It just seems like common sense. No, and But mostly it's just pouring love into people. Like... Yeah. What would be the best thing for you? What would make you happy? Yeah. It's the same questions therapists ask, probably. Sure. Except they get $350 an hour, and I get yeah. Well, no, the ones for 350 they have to do some chemistry and stuff like that. You know, they can write subscriptions. For, no, some know, people pay that for their therapist, for what? their psychologist. What? Yes. <sighs> I, I don't think there's a... I, want, I, I refuse to believe that there's a quality issue between a no. guy who costs $70 an hour. No, and somebody who volunteers for Planned Parenthood. Yeah. No, I don't either. <laughs> I, think it, I don't think there's any. It doesn't kind of work that way. No, it, I don't think it works that way at all. <laughs> but I do think it's, it's, if you can get it, you, that people charge it. Like, well, I do have a Beverly Hills clientele, so three fifty an hour. Ooh, that's and a, by an hour, yeah, they mean 52 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> Because you got to get out and get the next three fifty in, right? Oh, right. And that takes time out that door. Right? Yeah. Know, but again, probably a job I couldn't do full time, because like we were talking about in the last hour with why I couldn't work in a child's oncology ward, that yeah. I would take everyone's problems home with me. Yeah, yeah, sure. And it would and it would weigh on me. Yeah, it'd be like, and I could you can't like, talk to anybody because it's a secret. I can totally fix this. Yeah, or you just can't you can't one night <laughs> over do over, you know, coffee say, "Oh god, I'm pretty sure this person's creepy and I don't know what to do because you can't tell people secrets." Yeah. Can you believe what this person or, said today? Or in the middle of a session, "Dude, you are so weird." Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yes. I mean, you're like like seriously, okay? Look, you're going to leave here after we're done, okay? I know, okay? And you I'm I think you're going to kill someone. You can't really say that. No. <laughs> no. Hilarious. No, you can't. No. Yeah. And you can't be the You're whistleblower. Crazy. Yeah. 
you need to come back. Like, you need to never leave. Yeah. Can you come back in an hour? Because you are far too messed up to go home. I'm going to get rid of this one, and then you come back and be my 5 o'clock. Because you've got problems. Yeah, you can't really do that. No. No. Great. That wouldn't wouldn't be good if you were officially a therapist. (laughs) But when you're just a kind friend giving advice, you can absolutely do that. Sure. You can say whatever you want. Do people come to you to solve their problems? Uh, Or for advice? Occasionally advice. Uh, usually it's business oriented. You know, okay. it's uh, entertainment oriented. Just artistic advice, um, not not personal advice. Uh, uh, give uh, you know invariably, I guess because I'm a sensitive guy. Okay. Uh, anytime, uh, you know, it, it, people come over. You know, if they're close enough. You know, a discussion's already happened, happening in which we start talking about. Sure. Uh-huh. And then you give your good advice? And then, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, it ends up as part of a, you know, as part of a larger discussion. And, you know, so, uh, and, and I, in general, I, I don't, I like to think I don't give out advice. I, uh, you know, it's like uh, I, I don't think I'm in any position with anyone to yeah. tell them what to do. No, neither. <laughs> so, am I. so uh, everything kind of is prefaced with, "All right, <laughs> look, I know I'm a complete douchebag." However, you know, and then I sort of, you know, drop whatever piece of information. I think a lot of times it's just people just need someone to listen. And there's that. I th- or just, just to know, you know, I try to, mm-hmm. every once in a while, put a post on Facebook that just says, look, I'm here if you need to talk. Yeah. S- email me on, you know, message yeah. me on Facebook because I'm here for you and I care. And, you know, a handful of people will. Most people won't. But a lot of people will come up to me months later and say, I felt so much better just knowing if I really need to talk, I could message you. Yeah, yeah. Some people just need to know they're not alone and there's someone yeah, you yeah, can talk yeah, to. Yeah, they don't even sure. want to take you up on it. They just want to know you're yeah. there. <laughs> Because isn't that what we really, as human beings, innately, right? We want to we want to love and be loved. We want to know someone has our back. Mm-hmm. We want to know that our life has meaning. We want to be part of the tribe, and we want to know we're good at something. Yeah. That what we that we're good at something that's important and we contribute. That's all we need. Mm-hmm. It's really that simple, right? So it it doesn't it doesn't hurt to well, just let the people thing know. Is, that's an evolved way. It's an evolved way of looking at it. You know, we have, we, we, have, we have a system that's not designed for that. We have a system that's designed for strive, 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 do this thing, you know. Yeah. And be consumed by it. And, you know, you, you don't really. Well, doesn't that fall in the you need to know that you have purpose and you're good at something? Isn't that the strive, strive, strive part? Because I, str- let me tell you, I strive like a mofo. Well, yes, but in a different way than civilians. Okay. You know, then you the know, calm I, resolve of the, I'm good at this, and yeah. that makes me happy. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, I'm I, somebody. This whole discussion that we're having, mm-hmm. I think, is uh, it would be a miracle if it was held in a Blue Cross office somewhere. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think in a Blue Cross office, they think more like, you know what? Oh, look at this one, Sheena. Yeah, let's charge her $724 a month, which is what my Blue Cross insurance has gone up to as of April. Wow. That's my, that's my 50th birthday present. Isn't that lovely? lovely. Congratulations. Thank you. You're Very now paying nice. a house payment wow. for your medical insurance. Mm-hmm. Uh, just, I think, simply because I'm alive. Yeah, I, and because I didn't, I didn't, I decided not to go with um, the, the Affordable Care mm-hmm. Act. 
mm-hmm. because I was concerned that uh, it would get repealed and because I'm a person who things have gone wrong with me, so sure. I need to have medical insurance. Right. I don't want to be at uh, USC County for five hours in an ER hoping somebody will look at my whatever yeah, decided yeah. to fall apart this week. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, absolutely. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, I guess maybe that's true, that that's not really – that's more of a, an entrepreneurial artistic thinking than – for people that work in an insurance office. Yeah. My whole love and be loved, be good at something. Mm-hmm. Know yeah. someone has your back. Yeah. But shouldn't we feel like that no matter what our job is? Mm-hmm. Feel like somebody's oh, yeah. got our back, yeah. we're good at what we do, yeah, yeah, yeah. no matter what you do. Mm-hmm. You should think you're good at it. doesn't have to be your whole life. Yeah. You know, you can, you can b- deliver the mail, and then maybe your whole life is you make pottery in your spare time, or, you know, you breed shih tzus. Right, or, right. you know, whatever it yeah, is. Yeah, no, whatever gives your... But yeah. you still want to know, like, I deliver the mail and I'm good at it and that makes me feel good. But my thing is, I'm, I make shih tzus out of other shih tzus. <laughs> Fantastic! <laughs> you know, it's still... I make shih tzus. I make, yeah. Out of other... When life gives you shih tzus, make more shih tzus because shih tzus happen. <laughs> that's what... Oh, that's so good. You know, I mean, that's, but that's your thing. We all want to know. And I think sometimes people who are very unhappy are people Mm -hmm. who don't really know what their thing is. Sure. Haven't, yeah, they haven't discovered their thing yet. Would it surprise you to know that I no longer strive? I really just kind Mm -hmm. of. uh, No, no, it seems like you're, no, no, it seems like you're kind of pebble in the rivering it. I just kind of allow what's meant for me to fall down in front of me. And then I say, yep, I'll take that. Yeah. Like a like a yeah like it took a, a lot of like a pebble like a pebble in a river. Do you know what just, it took? It took coming to work here where my art was a hundred percent appreciated and celebrated, and uh-huh. I could relax then and surrender into oh wow maybe there are more things out there that I don't have to fight for every day uh-huh. that are just meant to be mine. And then I just relaxed and let the source throw the things that were meant to be mine in front of me. And when one disappears, I think, oh, that's probably not meant to be mine anymore. I and I don't have a freak out. I just mm-hmm. keep moving with a smile. Mm-hmm. That's, uh, that's how it works for yeah, me. I never I thought so. I would get to that point where I wouldn't always feel like a hamster on a wheel. Uh-huh. Got to get it. Got to get it. Got to do it. Got to make it. Right. Art, 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 art. <laughs> got to make that art. art. How about you? Have you stopped striving? Uh, no, no. I still, I'm, you know. Uh, for me, it's... Uh, uh, a little part of uh, of 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 who I am is wrapped up in uh, sort of you know going after these dumb projects. Okay. Yeah. I, so I well, I always thought I, I was too, and I think I'm still I still con- go after like, projects, but know, but um, I mean it's constant, you know. It's, yeah. Yeah. It's it's like it's a job, you know. Okay. Except you know. No money changes hands ever. I mean, for God's sake, it's right. music. But Not even like somebody brings you a pelt <laughs> or a chicken. You know, there's those that buy lunch. You know, that's cool. <laughs> uh, do you? I was going to tell you a totally random story. Uh-huh. That, that back to our reincarnation discussion. I will tell you this story. So, my best friend has an eight-year-old daughter who's like my. I call her my phonies, and she uh, has a big stuffed horse. It's like the size of a pony. So she jumped. I was over there visiting. It's, it's at her grandmother's house, at my friend's mom's house. And I was over there hanging out with them in Huntington Beach. And um, she jumped up on the horse 
And um, she said, can you see where I'm going? I'm going to Ohio. Okay. Then she took a scarf that was her grandma's and she tied it around all of her stuffed animals, like squirrels and small animals, around their necks. Uh, and then she dragged it down as she was riding the horse down behind her. And I said, it looked like uh, a trader with pelts. And you have to wonder, like, where in the world did that come from? Sure. That an eight-year-old girl would know how to tie up pelts on a string, on a rope. Right. And then would drag them from the behind the horse. Such, that's such a bizarre image. Yeah. A little girl that's never lived anywhere but uh-huh. Los Angeles. Yeah, it's like yeah. that little guy that thinks what? he was the fighter pilot you know, in World War little, II. The soup thing. She got a little chunk soup. of somebody else's she soup got, in there. She got some fur like, trader soup. It's, yeah, fur trader soup. And yeah. and she's probably just kind of going, I don't know why, fur trader. Suddenly I'm taking all my stuffed animals yeah. and making a pelt, a ring of, I don't even know what that's called, like a ring of pelts. I don't know what you said, something that made me think of that. And I don't even know what it was, but uh, <laughs> uh, maybe going after the projects. Yeah. Hunting down the project. Yeah, it's just, uh, it's part of, you know, it's part of me. I get a kick out of it. So as long as that happens. What, now, what do you doing. what do you love still about the projects? And what kind of things are you chasing oh, these man, days? I don't know. Let's see. I'm going to be doing a, uh, a record with uh, this guy named Duncan Fora. Duncan uh, was the last lead singer in the Bay City role. He has been a he's a regular guest on my daily radio show. Really? Yeah. No kidding. Yeah. Well I'm doing Duncan I love Frank. him. He's a really he's a sweet, sweet guy. guy. Yeah, he's really a lovely sweet. chap. Yeah. So uh, and he was in Rabbit. Another thing he was in. Oh. Oh yeah, I have a little bit of knowledge. So I mean, I'm gonna be working on his thing. I'm trying to get I'm I, I broached the subject with someone else today. Uh and uh, and then you know Doc McStuffins hopefully goes back to work in March. <sighs> a voice for small children. A voice for small children. Uh, my uh, that just won a children's something award. We just like beautiful. Yeah, this thing keeps winning awards all the time. My a pelt stringing up phone niece loves the Doc McStuffins. No, sure. Yeah, she loves that and tying off her pelts <laughs> and taking and riding to Ohio. Yeah. on her horse. Very bizarre. Yeah. Um, well, yeah, like, where does Ohio come from? Yeah. Where did Ohio come from? Yeah. And why was she riding the horse to Ohio? Yeah. Uh-huh. I've never seen anybody, and I grew up with tons of stuffed animals. I always liked them better than dolls, and even today I like the furry people better <laughs> in many respects. Uh, I, I, I've never seen uh, anyone tie up a bunch of stuffed animals so it looked like a... No, no, I don't That was I, really... I, and then hang I them behind did. the horse. I was never quite that enterprising, though. So. Uh, I was enterprising, but maybe I just wasn't an old fur trader yeah. in another life. I was busy discussing the ABCs of depression with Abraham Lincoln <laughs> as a small child, so I didn't, I didn't have time for that. Uh, does it... Um, are you still... Um, do you do you still love the collaborative effort? I mean, is that part of it? Is making yeah. art with others is yeah, is yeah, kind yeah. of how it's, you immerse yourself I, in the whole? I do a lot of things by myself, and uh, you know, doing recording and stuff like you know, all my auditions, I'm by myself when I do that, and you know, I get a lot more done when there's somebody else there. Yeah, you know, when we're all kind of because everything just moves quicker. Two people. I think the reason we have the Ten Commandments 
oh my goodness. Then he stops to take a drink and I'm on the edge of my seat. After I was about to hear about the whole reason for the Ten Commandments. Yes. Is because um, somebody figured out a long time ago some really smart recently ex-monkey figured out that in groups human beings are really powerful. Yeah. So what you want to do and all religions basically teach a version of the Ten Commandments. Sure. Because those truths are they're in place for a reason. And the question is why? Uh, my belief is that if, if you have a hundred people as part of a tribe if there's a murderer among them, it could mean the end of the tribe. The whole thing could just collapse. Everyone starves to death. And so you make the rule. Nobody murders anybody. Don't kill anybody unless they have it coming, like, you know, it's a war or whatever. Okay. A liar, same thing could happen. You know, is there going to be a, 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 a squadron of, you know, flesh-eating birds that are going to show up at three? No, no, we're fine. We're fine. Well, he almost just killed the tribe. So... These rules exist so we can all trust each other. Because if we trust each other, there's nothing we can't do. So uh, as as to uh, the thing we were just saying with... Uh, where were we? Uh, <laughs> ah. We were talking about projects. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We were talking about striving for projects. Right, yeah, it'll, come. it'll come back. It um, was uh, it was it was building and building and building and then immersion. I went, Your I went, immersion. Ah. How being in a bunch of projects is how you immerse yourself in the whole. No, that's no, what I said no. right before you started your story. Oh yeah, I'm not sure where I was going. Maybe it'll come back. You know, every once in a while, you give one up to the radio gods. That's absolutely every once you in a while, like twice to, a day. I you do just that. have to let Jesus. It, you just go. I'm sorry, my friend. You just weren't going to live. So, do you um, have you thought about writing the the peace movement song, the song about peace? Oh God, the song about so big. the movement again, song again. How do you make it specific enough, or or so broad that everybody just goes? Yeah, because a lot of your songs are very filled with social commentary. Yes, but they also go by at at a, at a lightning speed, and it's just not very, you know, it's just not really fun at a rally. So, uh, but I don't know. So you know, like, who do you sing the song to? You know, it's difficult. Well, I think now you sing it to YouTube. Yeah, you record it and put it up on yeah, YouTube, which too. is apparently where you your audience for everything now. Um. Even uh, I actually, am going to break down and get a YouTube channel. I am uh, uh, currently involved with a uh, web series that's on YouTube uh, called uh, Life uh, Life Interrupted. With yeah, that's uh, right. With a friend of my show and perhaps your show, Mason. Absolutely, Reese. a friend of my show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mason Reese. So uh, and uh, we've already had one episode. Uh, tomorrow is uh, a new one going to be released. It's wonderful and uh, great cast. And so. Yes, the YouTube Aaron Murphy, thing. my You're, friend Aaron Murphy, my friend Allison yeah, Arngrum, yeah. pretty much the whole gang is my pals. Yeah, it's hilarious. My friend Jeannie Russell's kitchen, yeah. isn't she in, isn't her kitchen is in it? it? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. That's where they filmed the house scenes. That's great. My friend Don Wells. Uh, the house scene so far is my favorite part of it. That, the, the very beginning with Allison in the, that house dress, just unbelievable. Really, fun. it's fantastic. Yeah, uh, and you did the you did the theme song. I for did it. the theme song for it. I so. was at the premiere at the Gay and Lesbian Center. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw you there. Yes. Mm-hmm. 
It, it is. Yeah, it's really it's super cute. But uh, uh, but yes, you, just to what you were saying, YouTube, yes, is, is kind of yeah. becoming where you put content. It's our new TV. Yeah. And uh, yeah. It just, I, I, I even I bought a selfie stick. This is where I'm going. Mm-hmm. This is where it's come. This is what it's come to for me. Because I thought, you know what? If I'm gonna if I'm gonna do this movement thing, uh, two things. One, I can't. I have to put my name on it. I can't hide and pretend. Yeah, yeah, no, oh yeah, yeah, don't look at me. I'm just yeah. the founder, but I'm not that great. I have to actually start you branding have to be it. That great. I have yeah. to brand it. Step up to the and plate. And the second man. thing is, it can't just be writing. I have to turn the camera on and let people see me. Yeah, sure. And that's not the easiest thing for no, me. No, no, no. So sure. I, I got a selfie stick and a tripod, and I'm going to start one of those things where you can click it on and off with the clicker, mm-hmm. the remote click on, click off. Right. And I'm going to start doing some videos where I just talk to the camera. And uh, I'm going to get over my fear and my nobody gives a damn what I think and start just doing it because it's what you have to do if you're going to move people. Uh Yeah. We don't live in an age where you can just write anymore. Yeah. Although I do and I'm writing every day for it, but we don't. That's not the world anymore. People want to see your face. I I don't know if if anybody does any one thing anymore anyway. At least at least again in art world. I think you know everybody's doing a little of a but lot. But don't you of think things. we live in a in a visual world now? It's like you can't be a musician and not have a video. Right. Oh, completely. You mean you can't? You have to be out there where people can click and look at you. Yeah. That's just the that's the way the world has gone. Uh-huh. And uh, those of us that are shy, kind of have to get over yeah, it. Yeah, or have to get over it anyway. You know, I mean, you're a performer. Our job is to professionally let go. Well, but the thing is, when our I'm job, performing, if our there's our job is to let. I know. Go. If there's a reason for me to be on stage, uh, i.e. my band, i.e. the TV show you were talking about, then I'm fearless. Being being a uh, being a performer, being an artist, is kind of like being an astronaut. In that, uh, do you know what the vomit comet is? No. Okay, the vomit comet is a plane that they t- put astronauts in, and it goes all the way almost to space, and then they tilt the plane so it's going straight back at the earth and everybody inside becomes weightless so apparently feeling weightless feels like you're falling all of the time sure okay so to do that job you have to not only uh embrace you have to embrace that feeling of falling and go this is awesome and I can fucking oh, I can I can mess around in here and and you know I can get work done even though I feel like I'm falling all the time I'm totally fine. Uh, so you have to really kind of say I'm gonna commit to this feeling of yeah. falling all the time. Well, what do you think us art people do? Yeah, commit. We to are it. always in free fall. Yeah, in commit one to the feeling form or of another. falling. Yeah, and and and, you, and what we have to do is learn. To love, to love that feeling of falling. Absolutely. Because it's part of what we do. But don't you think in some ways it's easier for the ones who naturally want a camera to be on them all the time, want someone to constantly take pictures but of that them? Means, but that means that they may not have to say what somebody who doesn't like being on camera would have to say. Yeah, and I don't mind. As I said, I, I'm, I'm fantastic to be on camera if there's a reason. It's like, how many? How long have I been in a band? Over 20 years? Sure. For the first time a month ago, I sang karaoke. Really? It was because I made myself do it as Dude, a face your what, fears what thing. What did you do? I did um, Eric Clapton, Change the World. Oh, nice. And, uh, nice choice. Uh, because I, I thought, why am I, why am I, I go out with friends uh, like once or twice a week to this karaoke place they love, and I will never do it. And I'm like, what is my problem? Uh-huh. Why don't I just do it? 
And yeah, it was a little because there was no reason for me to be singing. If the band is playing, there's a reason for me to be on stage. True. To just get up and be show offy, yeah, yeah, there's yeah, no yeah. reason for that. Right. But you have to learn to do it. And that's kind of yeah. how I feel about And mm. now I have something to say. I'm turning the camera on. Yeah. I have to stop thinking of it as being show offy. Yeah. Because yeah, yeah, there's yeah. so many people who are just no, no, th- putting cameras the new, on themselves. This for, is the new currency. This is the yeah. new, this is the new, I don't know. This is a, a new form of communication where every Everybody's just kind of bearing their souls and putting it up there. Okay. You know, I've seen these memes that say, uh, you know, it's a good thing all my dumb stuff happened before the Internet. So, you know, none of it was caught on film. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I don't really have that much dumb stuff. Oh, uh, well, there That's are. How about this? There are those of us that do. Yeah. I think yeah. I need to have more dumb stuff. It's a little, you know, it's a, don't take this the wrong way. It's a little late. A little little late for dumb stuff. Yeah, it's just at this point, like, you know, discovering the joys of any sort of substance abuse, you know, when when you're, well, the the age area of the age that we're at, you know, it it looks sort of like, oh, that's kind of sad. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, not fun. Yeah, I get it. Although it certainly hasn't benefited my health to stay away from drugs and alcohol, (laughs) has it? I've had more problems than anybody. Well, maybe you've actually preserved your organs. There you go. That maybe that's what it is. I don't know. And I have not. I'm like the people that never touch the cart at the grocery store. Then they oh, get yeah. some autoimmune disease yeah, because yeah, they sure. didn't build up oh, their system. Um, uh, uh, Gallagher, the, the uh, wise American philosopher Gallagher, said <laughs> that uh, he, uh, you know, he does the banana with the weenie in it, and then he takes a bite of it, and he goes, you know. You have to build up your resistance to chemicals because if you go your whole life without, you know, uh, avoiding chemicals, then you get a dose of them all at once. It'll kill you. So fantastic. Yeah. So you know. So you. It's good to, you know, poison yourself. You know, every. I I think it may be, and I've I've missed that boat. (laughs) Uh, You're fantastic. Will you come back and raise the vibration with me some more soon? I'd love it. Uh, yes, and I and we'll end with the wise I'm, philosopher I'm gonna Gallagher. Co- I'm going to come in just going, all right, armed for bear. I'm going to be so <laughs> on it next time. Yeah. You are just just strap in. It's fantastic. It's well, where can ride. people find you online, my friend? I'm on the usual ones. Okay. Yeah. The social media things? Yeah, just All find right. one. If you missed those links, you can go to RaisingTheVibrationRadio.com, LATalkRadio.com. I'm at CheetahMetal.com. Uh, go, to the, go to the SpoonRadio.com Do for uh, 250-some episodes of my show, the, the Spoon. Thank you. Wonderful. Do it. And, uh, of course, I am raising the vibration.com is I am raising the vibration of the nation and the world. Until we see you next week, thank you so much for listening and for being here with Robbie and me tonight and for like us always asking what can I do to make the world a better place I love you and we'll see you next week right here Monday nights from 7 to 9 p.m. on LA Talk Radio you're listening to Raising the Vibration with Sheena Metal only on LA Talk Radio Irreverent, entertaining, cool. You're listening to LA Talk Radio.